0: Let's go.
1: Welcome, my son. Welcome to Machine.
0: Welcome to the desert
1: of the real. Take heed that no man deceive you. Good evening and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. It is August the 9th, 2022. This is a special podcast with my friend Mike Lyons joining me tonight. I'm going to tell you right now, that Bible verse I've thrown out there over and over again that goes into that wonderful guitar I just get goosebumps when I hear Gilmore hit that guitar lead that Bible verse let no man deceive you I'm going to give you a little something that I'm thinking about these people and I'm going to have Mike talk about this as well but as we look at people like uh, Nan Pelosi Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, his wife, Dr. Jill, and numerous other ones, Merritt Garland. You can see them unraveling right before your eyes. Any of you that are Christians, or even on the fringe of Christianity. I hope if that's where you're at tonight, I I hope that within the next however long Mike and I go, we can change that for you and get you a little bit more pumped up. Peter said in, in one of his epistles, I come to stir up your mind. And hopefully we can stir your mind up today. We have... A lot of stuff going on. You know, over the last few months, we, Mike and I were discussing it earlier, uh, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court ruled in on the Roe versus Wade thing. Most everybody that listens to me and, and us knows how that went. They returned that to the states to make their own decisions. I think it was 13 states had trigger laws that was, as soon as they did that, abortion was completely a. Ab- aborted in their state. God bless them, those that had that. Then there was the uh, uh, New York right to carry law or whatever that the uh, Supreme Court said, you know, that some of the stuff that you guys are trying to pull is not federally sanctioned. And now we've had some of the most horrific things happen here in the past couple of days. And, uh, Mike, come on in. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the raid on the president, former president, 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. What do you think, Mike?
0: You're talking about the last legitimately elected president, right?
1: I'd say he's actually the president (laughs) now, but yeah, you, you could go with that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, when I walked in last night and saw that this was uh, the case that they had basically besieged Mar-a-Lago, we come to find out that it was, you know, like 630 in the morning, almost dark, all these FBI agents, uh, which I refer to now as the Federal Bureau of Instigation, <laughs> they uh, they came in, they cracked open a safe, which... Uh, had nothing in it, fortunately, but under the guise of looking for a bunch of documents or paperwork for the National Archives, which a lot of this doesn't make sense because from what we understand, both sides' lawyers were in contact with each other. It was kind of a normal business, cordial relationship, no waves being made. And the interesting thing is they did this when Trump was up in New York. Nobody was actually even on the premises. Nobody was there. So they come in, they, 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 they surprise the Secret Service, who didn't know that they were coming, despite what was reported. They didn't know they were coming. And then uh, issued a, basically a, a search warrant <clears throat> to go in and look for stuff. And what did they do? They just started picking up boxes and taking stuff and didn't bother to look through anything on the premises, they took it and said, we'll look at it later. Right. So, you know, it just, it think there's something, what's the saying? Like there's something smells in Denmark. Yeah. Or something, something, like something rotten in Denmark. Here's, yeah, I think
1: yeah, here's, here's what I see right there. And I'm glad you brought that up is that uh, in a search warrant now I've never had to swear one out, but I did have to sit through, Uh, in my previous life, I had to sit through constitutional law and pass an exam, (laughs) a big one on constitutional law and, uh, you know, search and seizure and all that stuff. When there's a search warrant, uh, being sworn out, it is sworn out for specifics. Now, anybody that's ever watched law and order knows what that means. You know, or or any other real cop show, you know, blah blah blah. You know, they they the kind of, Hollywood tries to stay within the parameters and um, specifics. They have to have specifics. That means when you get there, you have to actually look at what you're looking for. did that make sense? You look okay. at what you're seizing at the premises, and then you're, there's a detailed um, listing. That is written down and handed to the owner. This is what we've taken. It's not, oh, we're going to take this box here because we think it is and go back to our office and uh, go through it. Oh, well, maybe we'll add a few things like, you know, letter, love letters to Putin or something. And this, this whole thing, like I said, it stinks. It's wrong, it's illegal, and I believe in the end. But, you know, the thing of it is, is how long does it take to get to the end? We have guys that are still sitting in the D.C. jail from January 6th of 2020 for no reason at all. No reason at all, or for 2021, sorry. No reason at all.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I think because they were in Florida, maybe they got confused. They, they thought they were going on a fishing expedition, but in reality they were fishing for documents. Hey,
1: this is not a fishing podcast. I talked about that yeah. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I stink you... at fishing. <laughs> I love to fish, but yeah, it does, that's, well, you know, there you go. And they say that, uh, you know, the fish rots from the head down or something like that. Um, you know, a buddy of mine said that a long time ago. He uh, he's gone on to be with the Lord now, but his, his analogy was, you know, when you look up at a tree, he's looking up at a rotten tree. One day, he says, "If you look, a tree rots from the top down." Mm-hmm. So uh, this stinks from the top down, Joe Biden, but not really because he's not in charge of anything.
0: No, they keep he's throwing not running Ron, anything.
1: Yeah, they keep throwing Ron Klain's name out there. Who's the uh, with yeah. White House chief of staff? Uh, but it's not him. I'm, I've never been afraid to say who I think is actually running the show. And that's Barack Hussein Obama. He wanted a third term with Hillary. He's probably very lucky. She didn't win because she'd have never played the game with him. No. And he knows that. So they push this boob in there. Who's, you know, the guy we were just saying, he can't put his jacket on without, you know, falling down or losing his glasses or, you know, sneezing into his mask. You know, if his, uh, wife hadn't been there to help him, he'd probably still be turning in circles.
0: I don't know if the people who are listening to this remember, but somebody was doing an interview. I don't remember if it was PBS or somebody was interviewing Obama and they were saying something like, aren't you, aren't you sad that you can't serve another term? And he's like, well, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's much easier. I could just sit in my basement in my sweats and, uh, talking to somebody's earpiece and, uh, and, uh, run the place that way. Well, he never left his home in DC. Nope. Got a wonderful house. out there <laughs> Think about that vineyard too. Think about that. You know, he actually, bought. sometimes the, sometimes the truth comes out inadvertently and they just laugh it off and. Nobody pays attention, but there are a lot of us who are paying attention.
1: I, I used that I used that clip quite a few times on this podcast. The actual clip yeah. of Obama saying that, you know, and, and you sounded just like That's kind of scary. You, you, <laughs> you better go use some gargle something. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, I could talk in, talk into your earpiece and run the podcast through you, Tom.
1: I probably need help with that. Uh, I might take you up on that one, Mike, (laughs) but yeah, you know, honestly, uh, you know, when, when he said it, you know, these guys all, he's just being funny, you know, he's just, but Mm -hmm. he ain't, Mm -hmm. I don't like to say ain't on the podcast, but he's not, he's serious. He wants the control. He knows he can't be elected because of the Constitution. Oh, but we don't really listen to the Constitution anymore. There's no need for that. This is a dusty old piece of paper that we'll, we'll just rewrite every chance we get, kind of like some preachers do every Sunday morning when they step behind their pulpit. Oh, this is what it means to me, not to what it really means, period. I got to say, You know, with America growing weaker and weaker and weaker, a weak America is a dangerous world. I agree. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, we're not perfect. Everybody knows that. We've got our Mm -hmm. warts. We've done our things, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you and I both have listened to, uh, I brought this up the other day. I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, Was it Randy Caldwell? I sent you that guy. Uh, Yeah. And he, he made a very poignant claim in 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 that uh, uh, little video, uh, he's and it, for those of you that don't know, he was uh here he is a uh, he's a preacher an evangelist kind of guy, and he but he said you know people go around saying we're an, a racist nation we're the we're the most racist nation he says all you got to do is look at our Olympic team. When that Olympic team comes out, there's people from all backgrounds, people from all all color groups. You know, there's Asians, there's There's blacks, there's whites, there's Hispanics. He says, now look at China's Olympic team. Or look at North Korea's. Of course, (laughs) not too many of those people groups want to live in North Korea. But, you know, (laughs) uh, China, you're Chinese, that's it. And it's, you know, a specific, uh, what's the right word here? people group of the chinese it's among chinese are the Hmong chinese or the or the big dogs on the block yeah and you know there there's your proof i mean and you can look at a, a multitude of other countries out there not just china their their olympic team is people that look alike ours mm-hmm. is not now canada right. canada might be a little bit more you know integrated but uh not by much there's a lot of white folks up there too but you know that the, the, we 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 are allowing these people to consistently and these are the people who are supposed to be running our government that continually keep puking out this stuff about how horrible we are and how racist our nation is and that it, it really ticks me off but it, what it does is it lowers the boom on us we get a little bit lower every time in the world's eyes, every time somebody says that, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I got off on that. But the thing of it is, is again, a weak America makes a weak world. Makes a, a, a not a weak world. Makes a a very dangerous world. You know, yeah, we've been the police state for the longest time. We've been the ones that have kind of held back the bear, so to speak. But
0: not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. You know what's interesting is the thing that I like to tell people to do is look at things and think about, okay, here's what we see, but what's really happening behind the scenes? What are the ulterior motives? Who are the other players in the game? And what game are they really playing? Because there's always a public view and then there's really what's going on. If you look at things, I mean, I think most people can do math. I don't know if you can do math now because they've screwed it up so much in school, two
1: plus two equals 16.
0: Yeah. Two plus two equals whatever you feel like today. But when I look at it and talking about Obama running the show, all the people, this is one of the first things I noticed is when Biden was putting together his cabinet, all the people, everybody were old Obama people. All of them. Susan Rice, Ron Klain. Uh, I, I think even Raggedy Ann was somehow involved with Obama. She was. Uh, you know. Uh, she goes way well, back. Wh- she was in Clinton even. Yeah, exactly. What about the um, the old hobbit witch um, Yellen? Um, <laughs> you know, all these people. Merrick Garland. All these people come from the Obama years. Yellen. So it seems to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, the most if, uh, boring woman in the planet. Oh, geez. It's like, it's like watching a sloth. <laughs> uh, uh, no, sorry. Sloth has a higher IQ, but the, um, when I look at this and I see all these people, all these retreads, I'm thinking, Hmm. Biden couldn't come up with his own people. So who's make who's calling the shots and choosing all these people. That's the question. And obviously it seems like it's the guy in his basement. Wearing a sweat, his sweat, talking into an earpiece with
1: his earwig in. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you uh, know, you know, and that 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 goes. I mean, you know, back to Bush. Even you know, we want to leave all everybody out. Bush, you know, retreaded Cheney from his daddy's thing, and and oh yeah, a whole mess of other ones. You know, that came in. What was his ramp, Rums Rumsfeld. Oh, you know,
0: Rumsfeld.
1: One one of the few that that wasn't a retread of some sort was uh, Colin Powell.
0: And yeah, it, I remember the other one James Baker was uh, another one I think. Baker. That. I mean, it
1: goes on and on, you know, it it just that that's that's politics as a whole, but yeah. this is it's, this is a textual. different kind. <laughs> These people are are the most incompetent or they are the most competent because everything they do is wrong. You can't do it all wrong sooner or later it's got to you got to do something right somewhere, you know. Um I want to I want to bring something up. I want your opinion. All right, they're going after... You know I've got one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's why you're here. Uh, it's a dangerous death A good one, though. And you can use sarcasm. I'm all about that. Uh, <laughs> remember, the mar search and seizure was all about going in for uh, stuff that supposedly Trump took from the White House, you know, papers of, of some sort or another. No, yeah. Nobody really knows what. Uh, yeah. I saw Lara Trump talking about. It she says, you know, my dad, my no, no my dad or uh, father in law. Uh, yeah, father in law. He he clips a lot of stuff out of the newspaper. Of course, it'd be about him probably, and he keeps oh, yeah. that stuff. And that was a lot of the stuff that he took with him. And they, and they're trying to lump all that, I guess, in there. Anything that was, any see the people. I was telling my wife, anything the president writes becomes part of the archive. Even if he writes a note, uh, we need milk and eggs. Uh, that's part of the archive. He wrote it; it goes in the. I mean, maybe not to that degree, but you get the idea. Notes here, notes there, and you know he, he obviously kept a few. All right, that and they made a big. They made they made a big deal out of it. this. Is this is you know, but it's tantamount to you know keeping a library book over its due date. Uh, that's about how bad this is. But I want to back up a couple of years to a state of the union speech when Nancy Pelosi ripped the speech to shreds in front of everyone on camera. And that was actually what I forget. Now I don't know if that particular, I think that speech goes into the uh, congressional archives. Mm -hmm. So that's public. That's actually public, um, property Mm -hmm. and government property as well nothing happened to her she should have been charged right then and there
0: so yeah she ripped it right in half
1: yeah she i mean she just went she went like full pelosi on it and uh nothing nothing came of that nothing Oh, you know, it's not that big a deal is probably what they thought. But now, you know, anything they can, they can trump up on him is really, you know, they're going all the way out. They want Mm -hmm. this man in, they want him in prison.
0: That's the ultimate goal. I think the ultimate goal, Well, actually the ultimate goal is whatever they can do to prevent him from running in 2024. And we don't do that here. We don't do that here. No.
1: If this, if this, could, I mean, what what's already happened? Like, yeah, you, know, you keep mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people. Maybe I hope they know, but uh, when you hear the term "banana republic," that refers to places like Cuba, Venezuela, mm-hmm. Argentina, where when you get elected, you know, usually crookedly because they used Dominion voting machines there too. The mm-hmm. incumbent is taken off and disappeared somewhere, right? Or not the incumbent, the uh, the the, <laughs> the guy who's uh, been voted out, uh, you, and the, the voting in yeah. places like that, what what is it? You know, uh, it, it's not a it's not a free and fair election to begin with by any stretch. yeah, when the like the that.
0: guy gets ninety six percent of the vote, <laughs> yeah.
1: how many dead and, and people?
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> how many dead people voted? On you know, we have quite a few of them doing it here.
0: You know. The one thing I hope for in all this, and I'm trying to be hopeful because I really just want to bash my head against the wall or really bash somebody else's head against the wall. No, I'm not condoning violence, but oh, it's just okay. it's frustrating. Oh. <laughs> That's, this is Tom's opinion. Um, Tom's opinion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, the thing that, that really just, uh, it, when you think about it, is we're going on almost seven years now of, you know, first you had pardon the, the disgustingness of this, the, the P tapes, yep. you know, then you had the dossier and Russian collusion and we went through that and we went through two uh, impeachments and then we had, uh, what was the other one? The other one was, um, January 6th. Was I'm that, probably missing one in there. Three that,
1: impeachments. Did that make three? That, okay. So the, I, I got confused. Two officially. Two, two. Yeah. And then one after he left. Uh, one was,
0: one was for the Russia uh, thing
1: and then uh, the
0: big investigation that cost us, yeah, I don't know, millions and millions of dollars, uh, and turned up nothing. This dossier we found out was totally fake and, um, you know, then there's the, the January 6th thing, which they, they haven't been able to get an outcome on that. So they just keep dragging that out. Well, now they've come to a point where, okay, that didn't work. Everything we've tried has not worked. We have to do something, you know, really crazy. But I think, and like I said, I'm trying to be a little bit optimistic here, although there's not much reason to be optimistic, is they have really overplayed it. And I'm seeing people now who are angry about this, who didn't say a peep during the rest of all this stuff. On, And we're talking about people on On both sides of the political spectrum right we're not just talking about Republicans making a strongly worded writing a strongly worded letter to the editor or something like that we're talking about real people posting their view online saying you know what whether you agree with him Trump or not uh, this is there's something definitely wrong this is going across the line Somebody coined the the term. They said it's crossing the Rubicon.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like
0: that one. I heard that too. And and I think that ultimately this only energizes people more. Now, the one thing that concerns me is that the other side, and they're always thinking on how they can cause a uh, a crisis, right? Never let a good crisis go to waste. Never. So if they create a crisis and do something so egregious that the, the main figure of the Republican party who's Trump, and when he says he's going to run again, everybody's going to support that on the, at least on the right for the most part, unless they're off their rocker. They, uh, they, they vilify him. And when you see him being hauled out in handcuffs and put into the back of a cop car or into a courtroom, uh, they are hoping that this will then incite violence and then they can further their right-wing white extremist narrative and oh we got to declare martial law yep. we got to stop the elections now and we're going to deploy all of our troops to take these people down and stop this violent insurrection and you never know next step could be the the blue helmets and if you don't know what blue helmets are that's the UN will be coming in here with Klaus Schwab to to uh, put us in the camps and make us eat bugs until they put us under the guillotine. I'm glad you uh,
1: brought the blue
0: helmets up. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm looking at it one perspective of it energizes people to see what's going on. But on the other hand, it could be a purposeful thing to try to, uh, further their narrative by inciting violence. Again, these people always do the very thing that they accuse the other side of. If they accuse us of insurrection, it means they are doing insurrection. If they accuse us of colluding with Russia, they're colluding with Russia. If they accuse us of, uh, uh, you know, any of the number of things that have happened over the past six or seven years, they are doing that exact thing.
1: The uh like I say, I was glad you said the blue helmets, the UN stormtroopers, mm-hmm. whatever. And who do you think is gonna be one of the uh, main players in that? Nationwise.
0: Oh, China. There you go. China, hundred <laughs> percent. Big time. And we've already sold out to them. Uh, what did Pelosi say today? She said something about how China was so great. I'll yeah, get, see if I, I, I can it find it. it. Hold on a second, Mike. Okay. We still support the one-China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There is nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't but, take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's a talk a little bit. Democracy, yeah. Courageous people. And and uh. it's just, I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interests who would like to diminish uh, the relationship.
1: That's enough for her.
0: Unbelievable. The,
1: the freest nation in the world is China. Okay, I want to, uh, uh, I'm sorry I got fired myself up again. Uh, COVID-1 they welded the doors shut on people in their homes many of them starved to death i'd like that those people would like to stand up right now and tell you how free china is Uh, Mm -hmm. just recently they did it again locked people Mm -hmm. in so people were jumping out windows killing themselves seven Mm -hmm. eight stories up they took their animals, dogs and cats, and killed them in the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's the freest society, Nan. Insurrection, an act or instance of open revolt against civil authority or a constituted government. Mm-hmm. That's an insurrection. Now, as they say it, armed insurrection. Armed with what? January 6th, armed with what?
0: Right, who was armed? Nobody.
1: Well, a couple of cops were.
0: Yeah, who shot a, a, a veteran in the neck, and she bled to death.
1: And nothing happened to that guy. I'm telling nothing you right now. Nothing happened that, to that guy. Again,
0: Michael Bird. Const- Michael Bird yep. was the guy's name.
1: That's Birdable.
0: Constitution. Bird and privilege. <laughs> bird bath. Uh, I guess that's bird privilege, huh?
1: Constitutionally, again, that was that was a bad shoot.
0: Yeah, and
1: bad. you know, any any other instance, any other where, uh, then he tried to say, "Oh, capital police under a different set of laws." Blah blah blah. It's a lie. They're cops. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to shoot an unarmed person to death, he should have been at least gone to trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Chauvin. Up in Minneapolis, who leaned his knee on the side of a drug addict's neck and did not kill him, did yeah. not kill him. Uh, I
0: heard you talk about this before.
1: Yeah. How can you say, "I can't breathe when you can't breathe?" How can you continually yeah. to say, and they oh, he did it for nine minutes.
0: You can't talk without air right
1: exactly you can't there, there, when there's nothing vibrating the uh vocal cords which is air and vibration mm-hmm. you, you you can breathe now there's i think uh, was it was it this that i was talking about the uh there's a there's a there's a video and I've not seen it but i've I've heard it from credible sources um of a guy i think it's on john John uh, John Moore's Liberty Man website he may have the video of a martial artist MMA guy who has another guy lean his knee full weight on the side of his neck and he sits there and talks it's like me and you are now yeah this th- that 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 whole thing contrived set off you know riots people All died perfect. and, and you know what happened with the, all that well the only people who went to jail so far are still January 6 guys
0: hey while we're thinking about people who went to jail <laughs> uh it's not me i, I want to well not yet there's there's plenty of time yeah. um the evening is still young <laughs> <laughs> go ahead man. um the, uh, think about all the people who've had their doors knocked down in the early morning hours. And I, I have several in mind and I have a quote from one right here. Um, most recently, uh, Paul Manafort, yep. uh, Roger Stone. Yep. If you don't know who these people are, just look them up. It's easy to find them, but most of them are in some way, shape or form working with Trump in some form, um, yeah, there were former the other, Trump staffers. Peter Navarro. Yeah. Peter Navarro is another one. Steve Bannon was yeah. another one. I think they knocked his door down too. Um what was the other one I'm trying to think of? Uh, there was another did they knock down Alex Jones' door? I think they did. Yeah, I they think probably they, did. Alex is yeah. always
1: getting in trouble.
0: Yeah. But yeah. here's the one. Um the other one is James O'Keefe. Yep. Of Project Veritas. And yep. James O'Keefe writes he I guess he tweeted this or some one of those social platforms. It says for the record, the FBI shouldn't have the power to raid the homes of journalists and former presidents in total secrecy. They must be forced to unseal the warrant applications and show the public what they consider to be probable cause and do so immediately. And he goes on and says, Oh, and by the way, I was raided by the FBI before it was cool. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. He's got a good
1: lawyer. Yeah, uh, Harmeet Dillon. Oh, I forgot. I forgot the other one, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy. Yeah, he's been disbarred. Evidently, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's you, probably eighty. So what? What the heck? It's, but it's just the idea, I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, he's he's mid seventies at least, maybe seventy seven or something like that. But anyway, all these people. So this is not new that this happened. it's been happening to conservatives for a while remember way back when dinesh d'souza obama did to him
1: yeah they nailed him he went to prison
0: uh yeah so it's not new but the profile of trump has brought this to everybody's attention who in this country doesn't know that something happened with trump yesterday i I think it'd be hard to find people who don't know somebody so when i well yeah but i mean there's always those Um, they're probably, you know, wearing triple masks and a helmet and (laughs) hiding in their basement with rubber gloves on, but, um,
1: the the respirator.
0: Yeah, exactly. (sighs) But, um, because of the, the profile of the, the former president, uh, a lot of people have been woken up to what's going on where they didn't notice it before, but it's been going on for a while and it's always under Democrats that it happens. So. This is why I think they've shot themselves in the foot because they think that, oh, we got them now. Uh, No, you've just exposed the kind of corruption that's been going on in the alphabet soup agencies for all these years under Democrats and how that you're using them as weapons. So they've not done themselves a favor in one regard. It's just a matter of whether people are are going to wake up or not or just listen to CNN and MSNBC and 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 say, oh, finally, we're getting justice. This evil orange man bad.
1: First of all, if you're watching CNN, you're probably not listening to us anyway. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> I, most of the folks I know, I don't. I, you know, we don't. I don't have a gigantic listening base, but it's getting a little bit better when I when I'm more consistent. But uh, folks, it's like if you do, you know, I I know now. I do know people. Their whole life uh, in the news, as far as the news goes, is Good Morning America. Uh, mm-hmm. on, over here, it's Channel Eight Cleveland, and that's they wake up, and that's what they eat their bagel and drink their coffee, and uh, <laughs> and that's what that's where they get their news, and then they, you know, they they go around spewing that, and I'm like, that is absolutely the worst place you're going to get news from. First of all, most of it's fluff, stupid stuff anyway, how to cook a a souffle or whatever. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, Trump needs to go to jail, you know, whatever. Uh, And where was I going? But you can see, like I say, you watched those people. uh, What's his name? Richard Maddow. Oh, I'm sorry, Rachel. (laughs) She's unraveling. I thought you were talking about Richard Levine. Oh yeah, well him too. Well, he, he's out of the news for a little bit until they need to bring the Trans Admiral back. But yeah, you know, he he's already unravelled. You know, I think that's the word of the day for me is unraveling, and and it's demonic, it's satanic. Yep. It's it's there's at yep. its root, these people have sold them their souls to the devil, uh, and he got it cheap. It's a horrible, horrible. Horrible thing to watch people devoting themselves to the stuff that they're doing it with.
0: Um, where were we talking about all the people who've been persecuted yeah, oh, by yeah. the, the agencies want, of, of letters,
1: <laughs> Alex Jones. Now love him, hate him. I don't care. Put yourself in his boots. All right. He, some of the things that Alex does, you know, is, you know, he, he might go a little too far, but he's still, he has the right to do it. That's the whole thing. Civilly, if you want to sue him, go for it, which I think is part of what happened uh, with the uh, Mm -hmm. Sandy hook deal. Yeah. But he goes to court and he's not even allowed. I'm going to say this better. He's not permitted to state his case. Right. You're guilty. Right. That's it.
0: Kangaroo court.
1: I want to say what I say all the time and my wife says you're always saying that. And I'm I'm going to name names too. Mike Flynn. I'm sorry. General Michael Flynn. Mhm. Now Donald Trump. All those guys that you mentioned. These aren't these aren't just comedian actors. You know Right. Steve Bannon and and Navarro and uh, Manafort and, and Stone. These are serious, serious men. Mm-hmm. If they can do it to them, what are they going to do to us? If we don't stand up now and say enough and no more. Now, the only way we have a recourse action for those of us that are believers in Christ, we can pray. But quit this prayer right now. I hear this prayer. It just grates against every bone in my body like I'm a I'm human chalkboard and fingernails are going down me. Is, And I pray for this nation for what she stands for. Under the current administration, this nation stands for baby-killing because they—that's what set them off, man. That Roe versus Wade thing. Look at Liz Warren. There's another one unraveling. I'm angry. You're also ugly. So take that. Oh, that's not nice, Tom. You shouldn't say that. Well, I'm sorry. The ugly isn't just what's on the outside. Hey, Tom, she
0: is like. She's like one. Two hundred and sixty fourth Native American. Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch that. She's a she's a protected yeah. people group. That's right. Shouldn't she be on a reservation by herself somewhere? You know, I don't, maybe, a, maybe a buffalo trample. There, there.
1: Here's something uh, I was thinking about. You know, the uh, used to be the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, Washington <laughs> Redskins. You know, all these all these um, teams that have had. You know, yeah. and maybe they're offensive to some people. You know, so I'll go with that. But it's been like that for 100 years. But, you know, if it's offensive, okay. But I'm going to tell you something. If If you actually, and I have not done this, but I wouldn't mind doing it, go to an Indian reservation or a Native American reservation, as they call it, and start asking them, what is the most important thing to you? Is it getting the Cleveland Indians changed to the Guardians or food for your kids? Or keeping malaria? and dysentery out of your community what do you think they're going what, to think is the most important thing
0: what about alcohol oh well there yeah
1: you know alcohol and
0: drugs well it's okay we gave them casinos to keep them occupied right
1: yeah and who's 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 getting all that who's raking that money somehow or another <laughs> you know there's going to be that guy with the, that that uh you know the the slimy you know, politician somewhere that's yeah. And, and what has it done them any good? No. Now they got gambling to add to alcoholism and everything else, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: you know, sell, sell cigarettes at, you know, no tax stamp and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. And liquor and all, uh, come on. These are the things in their community. I, I really don't think the sports team names were that big of a deal to them. Yeah. Well, it might have been to some, but you know, I'm I'm just speaking off the cuff. I I've known some Native Americans that I served with in the military, really good guys, and you know, they're 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 humble, uh, they're proud, but they're humble, you know, and they they mm-hmm. uh they know where they're from and they know what's important, you know, to their people, and uh, uh, you know these these idiots, the woke crowd, drives me nuts, man. I'm telling you, I get on that now. Way never shut up
0: just want to say one thing about alex jones and kind of how i feel about it and i'm in the same boat as you in a way for me i don't care what he says he has the right to make any claim he wants say whatever he wants to and and some of the stuff that he says is kind of uh man that's that's a little bit overboard but might have went too far there alex yeah but he has a right to say it whether it's you know, true or not, and somebody's feelings get hurt over it, then I, I mean, that's no reason to sue. But on the other hand, you have to admit that there are some things that he's been way out ahead of uh, that have happened. <laughs> now, ahead. I'm not a big proponent of Alex Jones, no. but and I don't listen to him uh very often. If I do, it's just downbite. But he has, you know, stumbled on some things that are happening in this world that... um are pretty nefarious and, and expose them. And people call him a uh, uh, conspiracy theorist. Well, it turns out he was right about some of those things. And that's part of the reason why they're, why they're demonizing him. if you remember, he was one of those guys that was there with a bullhorn on January 6th too. So <laughs> yeah. that ties into it also. He's
1: always got the bullhorn somewhere, the Bilderberg yeah. groups and all that kind of stuff. And they, Oh that There's oh, yeah. no
0: such thing as a Bilderberg. That's oh yeah. Thing. Really? Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. But, um, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about here, and it just popped in my mind when you were were talking there, and um, that's in Matthew chapter 10. Okay. Matthew chapter 10. Uh, Jesus is talking here about, you know, some things that are going to happen and so forth. And I skipped down to, let me find where it's at here. Um, Here it is. This is the scary thing because, a lot of people will try to apply some of these Bible verses, like when Paul is instructing Timothy in Second Timothy chapter three, um, they'll say, "Well all that, well, that stuff is happening right now in the world. You can tell we're on the end times.": And those things but, are always happening.: uh, Yeah, number one, those things are always happening, but number two is who was Paul talking about, and in this, who is Jesus talking about? If you go down to chapter 10, Matthew 10, 21, and I just pulled up the one that I have on my phone here. It says, brother will betray brother to death. Yep. And a father has child. You mean like, you know, turning your dad in for January 6th so he goes to prison like the one kid did uh, just recently. Uh, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And what does it say? When you're persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Now, you realize who he's talking to here. He's talking about people who, you know, it says brother will betray brother. Well, you don't call somebody a brother if they're not a believer, right? This is language of believers. So it says brother will betray brother and then you'll flee from one place to another and um you'll not finish going through all the towns of israel before the son of man comes well america is kind of the last stand of freedom and liberty on this earth uh, where else is there to go from here that's the question so you just made me think of that when i was when we were talking here about um
1: all the stuff that's going on yep i like the uh i I have the king james sorry uh verse (laughs) verse 22 and you should be hated of all men for my name's sake but he that endureth Uh to the end shall be saved yeah endureth to the when the end the The end end of what the end of your life in that in one context or the end period and so many right. people, it says in Second Thessalonians chapter two, people will depart the faith. Mm-hmm. They'll leave the faith. They'll fall away from the faith, and well, well, go into perdition.
0: Yeah, but some people say, "Well, those people, they just they weren't saved anyway." So uh, yeah, well, you know, there's a possibility of that. Too. And there's always, yeah, there's always the possibility of that.
1: You know, they they were the Billy Graham, you know, thirty third degree Freemasons. Uh, Uh, Crusade, Um, oh Tom! You didn't say that. You talked about Billy Graham (laughs) or any other crusade where thousands and thousands of people go down and say a five-second prayer, and it's all over, and now you're you're on the path to righteousness and holiness and greatness. And hopefully you are. Hopefully you are.
0: Hopefully so. Um, But if you're not having any kind of discipleship after that emotional moment then what happens then
1: therein lies the problem
0: go right back to your old ways
1: oh come to church that's all you need no it's not sometimes people need more one on one not just you know what they can get from the puke pit pul- pulpit <laughs> um, we we had planned and I think we still have we have time enough to pull off some of this uh we, we covered we covered a lot of stuff out there that probably doesn't marry into what we're going into right now what mike brought up was good uh that you know how how long can you endure when everybody hates you mm-hmm. now jesus's context too is he's speaking to jewish folks as well who he's telling them you know if you leave the jewish faith and come to christianity and follow me your family will hate you much like it happens now with you leave Catholicism, Roman Catholicism or Jehovah's Witnesses True. or the Mormons or whoever else you know that family sometimes divorces you you have nothing to do with you you left the church what's wrong with you mm-hmm. unfortunately what 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 is the Church of Christ with the bun hair and all that? you know what I'm talking uh, about is the that, women. is that Mennonite? No, the, it's, a, it's the Church of Christ, but they, they wear the, the dresses. I, think I,
0: what, I thought it was like a, a a branch of the Church of God. That, that could be, too. That. You might be yeah. right. You might be right. Because I know somebody who came from that background, and they wear like the, the jean skirts that come down to your ankles right. and, the, and the bun hair and yeah, that kind and of And
1: they thing. actually believe they're the church. Period. Well,
0: there's a lot that think that. <laughs> yeah.
1: they're they're adamant. I know. I I have family. Yeah. I have some family cousins uh-huh. that are in that realm, and a couple of the sisters, you know, left and went off to you know whatever, you know, Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever, and they they won't even talk to them anymore. They they absolutely they shun them like the Amish or something, mm-hmm. and that's just not how we do this thing what we wanted to touch on uh, just as our Bible part of the, the, of the show (laughs) is there's a contrast that the good Lord Jesus Christ made over and over again. And it carries through the rest of the gospels and into the epistles is the many and the few, many and few, um, Back up a few chapters to chapter seven of Matthew. Oh, good one, Matthew I chapter seven. On this one. Oh, I, I've done a couple. I <laughs> <To laughs> mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's it's not easy because yeah. there's some stuff in here that really uh, grabs you by the hair. Mm-hmm. Matthew seven verse number thirteen: Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide mm-hmm. is the gate that and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Now he's not talking about going in at street gate a straight gate. He says many are going to follow down the broad way, down the broad path that leads to destruction. Um there's some really good ones. 722, same chapter. That's now we're getting down to that one you and I talk about a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh many. Will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wondrous works? And he'll say, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Ooh. Harsh words. Oh, Jesus did. All he did was talk love and peace. And, you know, he never, he never had a harsh word for anybody, he never judged anybody. He's sitting on the throne in this particular passage. This is him in, in his glory sitting on the throne on the day of judgment uh, or the judgment day, however you want to put it, telling people who, you know, I, now here's the thing. When I read this and I've read it many, many times, I've talked about it many times, I honestly say, I when I come before Christ on his throne, I want to be at the bema seat of Christ or the mercy seat. Mm -hmm. And I I truly believe that's where I'll be. I'm still going to keep my mouth shut. But Lord, look at the things I did. Give me another crown, right? Mm -hmm. Or give me some more rewards. No, uh, Mm -hmm. my reward is to be here, (laughs) first and foremost, at the mercy seat. Mm -hmm. These guys are at the judgment seat. They're getting ready to be thrown into hell for eternity, and they're going to sit there and tell the Lord what they did for him like he wouldn't know. I believe that solemn days is what those should be, is quiet time.
0: Right. You know what's interesting about this whole chapter is there's two aspects to this, and one of the things that you can take from this, like I was saying before, when Paul is instructing Timothy and when Jesus is talking a little later in Matthew. Uh, the term "brother" is used here again when he talks about the the plank in the eye. He mm-hmm, mm-hmm. says, "Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye?" Yep. Uh, again, this means we're not talking about the the pagan down the street. Uh, we're talking about people in the church or people who claim to be Christian. Uh, so, in that context, and when you follow the the narrow and wide gates passage, it talks all about false prophets. These are people that are claiming to be believers. Uh, and the same thing with the passage you just read about, um, you know, the uh, Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name. These are people who claim to be Christians. Yep. They, <laughs> and you know what? They very
1: well may have been able somehow to. Do the things they say. We prophesied in your name. Now yeah. that's a yeah. that's a that's a strong statement that gets mis, misrepresented so often. Uh what we do right now, we're talking from the Bible and you can call yeah. that prophesying. Yeah. Basically preaching. Right. You know, I preached right. in your name or I or I had a discussion in your name, Lord, and I held your name up, but yet right. I, my life didn't reflect anything other than that, you know. Right. And right. You know, uh, I, I got in trouble for using terminology like, you know, we're supposed to walk as he walked. You know, walk with the Lord. It's all over the, the, the you know, I think the first time it pops up is in uh, Gen- Genesis chapter 5. Enoch walked with God and God took yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Noah walked with God and, you know, well, we know Noah's story you know it goes mm-hmm. on and on there's all the way through you. and you know even though these fellows walked with god yeah sure there was things they did wrong
0: mhm but they what, didn't what did live in them <laughs> what did jesus say uh to uh peter and andrew follow me yeah exactly he, well he said okay, to, can't.
1: didn't he say that to matthew as well come with me yeah, follow me he did
0: follow me it, it, but when when you're talking about this um the narrow gate. Uh, so what this is implicating or, or insinuating here is that there are people who claim to be believers, um, or you know, preachers or whatever the case may be who are really leading people astray. And, and like you said, I think that's the key part. They're not walking with God. They might be able to get up on a Sunday morning or whatever day of the week it is and and give a, a speech. I'll call it a speech because it's not really preaching. Yeah. Because they might mention Jesus one time, and it probably is John 316 or Romans Road or whatever. But their life does not reflect that. They they you look at their life and you see and if you can refer to, uh, I think it's Galatians chapter three, uh, maybe I'm getting this wrong. three chapter, uh, three, uh, 21 or 22, something like that. That's close. And that's the, the fruit of the spirit. Galatians five. Galatians five. Sorry.
1: Yep. You're, you're, you're I, I thought that's where you were headed, but yeah, Galatians yeah. five. And I think it is verse 21. I told a guy about it, that today that he needed to look it up and, and see that one of the fruit is patience.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you look at all through the scriptures and you can look in in Titus and other places that give the qualifications for elders or pastors in church. Um, I mean, from, and, and you see that it's very clear that some of these same attributes line up. You know, one of the things is that they are, they have their household under control. Uh, you know, that their family's not going crazy, that their kids aren't wild, uh, things like that. And you look at it and you look around and you say, hmm, uh, d- does the fruit really match up? And in a lot of cases, it doesn't. So how can you have somebody who's bringing forth the word or speech, <laughs> if you want to call it that, uh, whose life is not lining up with scripture? Uh, those people are the people who are on the wide path that leads to destruction. And they're leading other they, people to it. And they're leading other people there. And they think, because of their own pride, that they are just, they got it all together and they're doing everything right. And they're the ones that are going to stand before Jesus as he sits on his throne. And they're going to say, But Lord, look what we did in your name. And he's going to say, Depart from me. I never knew you because of that, because they were totally hypocritical and fake in front of the people that they were supposedly leading. And that is a travesty. I,
1: when I get the opportunity to preach uh, these days, um, I try to make folks understand that if I'm boring, I'm not doing my job. Mm hmm. I'm not fulfilling, because the Bible's not boring it, it It should never be, and uh you know it is a lot of times because preachers want to just stay away from the things like we're talking about now. Uh, Matthew chapter seven, there's two there's two gates, there's two trees, and there's two thrones two gates two trees the tree uh there's a tree that bears good fruit Mm -hmm. and there's the tree that bears nothing basically or bad fruit and Mm -hmm. what happens to the bad tree it gets cut down thrown into fire right um my wife and i were talking about some of these things today you know um Matthew chapter thirteen, the parable of the sower, and I'm not gonna read it or anything. I'm just gonna give a, a brief synopsis. You know, we know what happens. A guy plants a, a, a field of wheat, but as it grows, his workers say, Uh, Master, there's bad stuff grown in there. It's called darnels Um, uh, that look like they look like wheat, but they as they grow older they develop a, a different colored head. It's not good. It's not good for anything. And they want to know should we go rip it up? And they say he says no because if you tear up the 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 bad stuff, you'll pull out some good stuff too. Let it go until the harvest. Let it go until the harvest. And when the reapers come, r e a p e r s, reapers come, they will remove the bad. Take it out to have it burned, and then they'll harvest the good. Now, there's a double meaning in there for me. It's not the good that disappears first. Mm -hmm. It's the bad. But we'll just leave that lay where it's at. (laughs) I love doing that because then people are like, no, tell us more. If you want to know the the answer to that parable, go to Matthew chapter 13. He gives three parables in a row. They all have an agrarian theme to them. They all fit together. And then he gives the explanation for all those parables down to, you know, what does the, what is the field? It's the world. What are the, the, this, this is good stuff. This is the bad stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and the enemy is satan who yeah. puts the uh, bad seed in there so you know mm-hmm. in any in, in any field <laughs> there's going to be some weeds grow up uh, you know anybody that does a garden I, I talk gardening every once in a while anytime you do a garden you you, know, you don't even have to plant weeds they just grow I'm looking at some right now off the
0: window. Isn't it drive you nuts?
1: <laughs> yeah. I can knock those things down, pull them out by my squash plants. I pulled a bunch of these weird-looking carrot-looking things. Yeah. And throw them, and I should take them to the fire. But I throw them out, and, you know, I can go back the next day, and they're back again. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, how does that happen? The squash is going to take another month or so to get a good, nice big thing down there, but those weeds are but that's you know again that's 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 the curse that the that the earth is under right you know and that's Genesis chapter three. Um, yep. Something else I was going to hit Matthew twenty four eleven, no, I think it is good. eleven. I might not be eleven, but that's what I wrote down. So we'll just go with that. Uh, many false prophets will go out and deceive many, not a few. Uh, right. I heard a guy say, as I think it was Steve Quayle, you know that that when him and David Langford, remember them?
0: Oh man, yeah,
1: I love I love Langford and him together. They really they really hit it, but I think it was mm-hmm. them that were they were saying, you know, if you if you go biblically, there's one good prophet, or let's say preacher, to 450 bad ones, <laughs> because you know when you go to I think it's first, uh First Kings. Or it's one of the kings. I think it's First Kings chapter twenty-two, is with Micaiah as the is the one good prophet, and there was four hundred and fifty that Ahab had, and they told him what he wanted to hear, right? And right. I, I, that's that's one of my favorite Bible verses. He says to uh, uh, King Jehoshaphat, he says, "I'll oh, I'll just ask these guys because they're going to tell me what I want to hear." Micaiah mm-hmm. always gives me evil. Micaiah told him the truth. You go out, you're (laughs) going to die today. No, I'm going to listen to the 400 because they've got it all figured out. Guess what? He went out and died that day. They found a chink in his armor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the many folks, what we're trying to do here, and I think we're going to have to do it again. We'll just do a straight up Bible Bible course on this one is if you go through the Bible as a whole. Now, these are the ideas that I had had put together in my own head. Even from the beginning, God chose Israel. Israel was the smallest nation amongst all of them. They were also smallest in stature for the most part. Those ancient Israeli guys were, I think, uh, King Saul was a pretty big dude. But most of them stood around five eight, five six. So you know when they went up against a thirteen foot Goliath, it was like <laughs> I ain't doing it. And he had five brothers to to back him up. So God chose this small nation, you know, and just real quick because I really, Mike, I really want us to do this this again and get into yeah. the many and a few thing. Gideon, what do you have? Mm-hmm. Ten thousand or something folks to fight with him, and God said, now you got too many, or maybe it's thirty but you know you got too many so god whittled it down now oh, you got too many got him down to where he had like 300 they broke some pots and lit some lights and blew some horns and guess what they won god proves these things over and over again to these people mm-hmm. uh, that you know it's not you it's not how big you are it's how big i am that's god speaking not me i'm not mm-hmm. that big except around the middle so, you know, there it goes if you go through Old Testament and, and look at you know, again, even even if you take the simple story of David and Goliath, David small guy, a little teenage kid, Goliath huge guy. You know, you can say the many and the few there too. He had all the armor. David tried to put it on, he told Saul, you know, I can't prove your armor, I ain't wearing it. You know, all the way through. Now, when you get into that New Testament, you start seeing many and few, many and few, many and few, many and few. Many is never on the right side. Few right. are. We really have to start to hone our craft. You know, we really have to start to stand up and say, look, I'm going to stand for Christ no matter what. I'm going to be that kind of warrior. We, we talked about a lot of things today that, are, that heat people's, uh, get their collar a little hot with this deal, with all the things they've done to Trump. And, folks, you know, it's not that we are Trump lovers. But, hey, what has he done wrong? He got elected. That's what he did wrong. They hated him from the day he rode down the escalator. They had fear yeah. of him. And then they had to find a way to get him out. And they did. We are a fickle nation when it comes to things like that. I know good conservative folks that even tell me, oh, there's no proof that the election was rigged. And I just look at it and say, what, what, what haven't you been looking at? You know, there's been investigations. Another very serious guy that they tried to ruin was uh, Mike Lindell, the, the pillow man. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: He, they didn't do it though, because why? God is on his side. That man's unabashedly Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, we will walk the streets of glory with him someday. I believe that. I don't. I don't think he's going to slip and fall off. I, I think he's he's a blood bought believer. He, he's not going anywhere. He's been yeah. through it. I mean, they tried to ruin the guy. You know, anybody that's even but he he used his own money to pay for these investigations into all the bad dealings in these different states. And he found a lot and he found a lot, a lot, but you know, what'd they do with it? My, that's what my my wife says a lot. (laughs) What are they going to do with it? I said, they probably won't do anything with it because they're so dirty, but people, if they open their eyes can see that Mm -hmm. and maybe get their minds, right takes a lot to do that but you know it's just like when you do make your decision to follow christ it's not an easy decision sometimes sometimes it is sometimes the lord just grabs a hold of you said you got no choice you're coming with me but you know sometimes people it takes a lot of you know coaxing and and re-witnessing to and you know dragging them to church or whatever it takes whatever whatever your belief system is but uh you know, once you're there, those people like Mike Lindell, who you know came out of a you know drug abuse and all the things that you know. He, I don't know. Did he ever go to prison? I don't think. he I did. don't think
0: he went to prison. He may have had some different I'm run-ins. Just, with I'm, just, the law I'm sure trip. he had those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, but there—that's the kind of guy. You know, the, there's there's that Bible verse that says, you know, for those who have been. Uh, given much much is expected
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of us have had a lot given to us you know at the cross and we don't say that lightly i know mike mike and i hear this mike we don't we don't use that term lightly it gets thrown around so much it's it kind of loses its power in the ears of some people but uh i I sit and think about that sometimes that, that that there's a there's quite the sacrifice that our God made so that we can have salvation and eternal life and uh you know it's not fire insurance, it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle and and you just have to you put it on and you wear it the rest of your life when you've truly been saved. I rattled too much. You go ahead and finish out and then we'll, uh, we'll call it a night.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, like, like you were saying, we covered so much of the craziness that's going on right now. And, uh, but, uh, we have to look at one of, uh, one of the pieces of advice that I want to give people out there besides the obvious things like studying your Bible every day and praying and, uh, and speaking after the Lord. Uh, The big thing is try to find a group of people that you can have these types of conversations with, like-minded people, people who have similar interests and uh, people who you can band together with when times get tough. Uh, But also, I mean, look for those people who kind of inspire you to to go out into the world and make a difference. Uh, I'm not talking about just like going to feed the homeless or something, but maybe that's the way you, that you do it. But I'm talking about how you can share your faith with other people so that you can snatch them out of the fire because I'm telling you fire is coming uh, and we have to be ready. I believe
1: fire is here. I'm well, not no trying to, I'm no not doubt. adding what you said. I'm just, that's yeah, just no my doubt. own thing. And I, I know you believe that as well.
0: That, uh, and I didn't want to say I didn't want to say fire like uh, you know the Christian is going to catch on fire or something like that. No, just, <laughs> uh, by fire I mean uh, tribulation and, and and difficult times and persecution and all that. You can see that um, figuratively fire. You know you got to run from it. We, uh,
1: the Book of Jude is a good place to talk about stuff like that. He talks yeah, right. about you know snatching people out of the out of the fire. Um, sometimes, I believe it or not, I'm, I I kind of I'm at a loss for words. Uh, what you said was interesting. Um, I I every I, once in a while that happens. <laughs> I know. I, I, I really I, I I've heard I've heard preachers say you know uh, these Bible study groups to get together outside the church. I'm not all for that. I I sat there, I heard a guy say that. And I I sat there and I, and I thought that's one of the worst things I've, that's the worst piece of advice I've ever heard from a preacher. Yeah, it is. He's an evangelist kind of guy, you know, so you should only get what you get on Sunday. And and if you show up on Wednesday, you know, and that's not going to cut it either. Uh, Um, folks, there's people out there. If you're listening to us, you have a computer or at least a phone, uh, with internet capability. And, you know, some folks are like, well, you know, I really just don't understand the Bible I, I have trouble finding things in the Bible these things that Tom and Mike are talking about or Mike and Tom I guess that's a proper way to say that you're the guest that are talking about these many and few and how do they come up with these ideas it, it comes from uh him and I Mike and I talk a lot we chat a lot on our uh chosen what was it me We. And and we talk about a lot of things in there. People say well, I just chatting. And you know, what we get? It, trust me. Like today, I was we were doing a little bit. I was sitting in a parking lot somewhere, and I was like, dude, I'm tired of tapping on this phone. But yeah, when we're sitting at home and we have the opportunity to, at the keyboard, we get we get into some deep stuff, mm-hmm. and we I I know we try each other. Uh, 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 iron iron sharpens iron, but if you have trouble with bible study if you have trouble like linking things uh there's a lot of bible websites i use blue letter bible i don't get paid for that BlueLetterBible.org. bible.org there's concordance there's a lexicon if you don't know what those things are uh there's they're explained very well on the website better than i can now concordance basically is every word in the bible is there you can type the word in, and it'll take you, even if it's as little as a word like and, and it'll show you every instance, like you know, 40,000 or whatever, uh, verse by verse. Go and type into something like that, the many, and then do another one of the few. And you can narrow that down into the books of the Bible, okay, only in Matthew or only in the Gospels or only in the New Testament, whatever. Maybe the only the Psalms, yeah, yeah. Don't use the Old Testament. Good. We're unhooking. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're really kidding. Uh, seriously kidding. <laughs> but you know, th- th- use use what you can. I mean, you if if it's at your fingertips and you really have a a yearning and a desire. I hope you do to learn more about God, to learn more about Jesus, to get a, a deeper meaning behind the scriptures you have to start i mean the internet's a a a horrible place and a wonderful place make it wonderful make it wonderful Mm -hmm. you know you can watch youtube videos about fishing like i do and then never catch a fish but you know you can also watch as tons of good videos and i'm not promoting youtube but there it's the big one where you can go and and there's all kinds of these old preachers, good ones. You know, get outside your denomination if you have to. It ain't going to kill you. You know, just once you learn the basics of the Bible, you understand when somebody's feeding you a line and you don't listen to them anymore. That's true. But you have to know it. And I have people, well, what do you think of this guy? And I just, you know, a lot of times it's going to hurt their feelings. I don't like him. I won't listen to him. I won't read his books, you know, that kind of thing. And they're like, why not? I'm like, Cause, and this is some of the big names, you and I both know, you know, like John Hagee uh, or somebody like that. Yeah. Automatically, everybody thinks it's Joel Osteen. Uh, he's another one. I wouldn't read any of his junk either. <laughs> or Joyce Meyer. Uh, you know, even guys like Hagee, he's gone off the reservation a couple of times far enough that I'm just like, nope, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, short form videos are good too. Like, uh, uh, and now some of them are, you know, they they don't adhere to uh, some stuff that I like, the, the pre-trib rapture and all that kind of thing. I don't adhere to that. I'm not going to be afraid to say it. I will say it right now, and I don't have to hide it. Uh, I don't hold to that. But there's still some short form video formats like Lion of Judah and Grace on Purpose. These people cover some things that are really interesting and they put nice videos together a lot of bible and that's that's what i think mike and i both are a lot of bible kind of guys give me lots of bible and i'll be happy but Big uh, time. you know that's just i'm I, I went on and on there i'm sorry i you know me i get talking i can't shut up but uh
0: it's your show
1: <laughs> yeah n- next time will be yours uh, <laughs> that I won't be allowed to talk. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's just, I want people to be able to figure out, well, you know, we we aren't special. We aren't above anybody here. Uh, I've had people say, "Well, oh, I can't understand the Bible like you do. I said, yes, you can. Just read it. Yeah. You know, figure out li- these little things. I'm giving you the secrets. The secret sauce is that phone in your hand and the Bible programs that are out there that will lead you to all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. that's good. But, uh, you know, there, there it is. Mike, go ahead and tell them where you're at, wh- what you're from, what you want to do, whatever you want to do. And, uh, we'll go ahead and call it a night.
0: Yeah. So you can find me, uh, on another podcast. And that's my podcast It's called the world turned upside down. Very good. Podcast. And it's, it's on, uh, thank you. It's on dot uh, anchor.fm. It's on all kinds of other platforms. I think Spotify. What it, I just put it out there and it gets distributed in all the places uh, I share it. Yeah, same same places, and uh, it's uh, you know we cover the same same types of stuff. I I probably le- I like to lean a lot on the political happenings and tie it into what's going on in the world and looking at the the happenings of today and making a biblical application and how we're to live and how we're to deal with all this stuff because it can easily overwhelm them. No kidding. So that's, that's kind of what, where I'm at the world turned upside down podcast on and most major platforms. You
1: can find him on the me, that's M E W E, uh, social media platform, uh, which is yeah. free and free, both frees. That's it doesn't correct. cost anything yeah. and it's free speech. So you can, you can, yeah. it's a nice little platform. Uh, I I I think Mike, you know, when he does a podcast and posts it to over to me, I listen to it, then I share it all over the place because I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and all. I'm not Twitter. I I can't remember my password, so I'm not on there. I'm not missing not missing anything either. They did they did boot me for a little bit. I I said something about (laughs) Fauci. Uh, uh, but I use uh, getter and a, a bunch of other ones too. So I just, yeah. and you know what? I don't really go on there. I even gab. I like gab, but I don't really look at it that much. You send me stuff. So I know what's happening that, mm-hmm. uh, I use, them just, you know, shameless self-promotion of the podcast for the most part,
0: Mike, thanks. Anyway, we can get it out. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah.
1: Hey, I appreciate you. Buddy. Yeah. You know, I'm you're, glad to be here. You're uh, you're, you're always, you're always welcome. And uh, I think I've had I've had some really good feedback on us working together, so we'll do it more often.
0: Sounds like a plan. Uh,
1: this is my best friend in the world. I think uh, I don't have very many friends, so you're not a you're you're on a short list anyway, buddy. <laughs> I hope it's a good list. Yeah, it's a good list. This this time it is. But somebody else may tell you it's not <laughs> anyway till next time this is tom rich the removing confusion podcast with mike lines from the world turns upside down saying good night